before we continue with this episode, I just want to give a special shout out to our show sponsor, Uni. Make sure to grab your Uni today and level up your pizza game. I also want to thank our second show sponsor, Cordo Olive Oil. If you want to make the best, you got to use the best and use the freshest. Grab your Cordo Olive Oil today and start making next level pizza. Hey, hey, pizza pal. Happy freaking holiday. Happy New Year. Happy everything. So if you clicked on this episode, I truly want to make it worth your time. Thank you for tuning in with me today. If you're new to the show, we normally talk with pizza makers, pizza lovers, pizza advocates about leveling up our pizza game. But today we're doing a solo episode. I wanted to reach out to you, the listener, to let you know what were some of the most popular shows in 2021. And I want to talk about what some of the issues are associated with those kinds of lists, why I can improve from it. And I also want to talk about some of the top categories that I created. I'm going to go ahead and include some timestamps in the description. If you're a fan of that, please let me know at What's Good Dough on Instagram. So onward and upward, let's get it. If we learned anything from MySpace many, many eras and decades ago, it feels like that. Listing your top friends for everyone to see on your profile is destructive. It's like, it takes up wasted time. It like creates friendships, ruins friendships. It can end couples and even people's social status. No, I'm just kidding. It is fun to just like check in on your friends and who their top eight is. And I don't know, maybe it's like a community thing. Maybe it's our natural mind developing and seeing who's in whose circle. If you saw my IG yesterday, I posted the top nine most listened podcasts. So props to you for being on top of it and more props to you for actually listening to the behind the scenes part of it. I won't go over the entire top nine, so feel free to visit my website. If anything, this podcast is going to be the most detailed of them all because I get to really spit out what I'm vibing with. Um, It's nice to promote people for doing a good job and sharing their episode. It's great to notice that your Instagram followers uh, follow you and click your links as a guest, uh, that is. But I also think that at the end of the day, I can't help but think that a top nine most listened podcast is just about a popularity contest. And I wanted to point out some of the not so obvious like matters behind it all just out of fairness, right? I mean, like, yes, let's celebrate June's pizza. Actually, let's celebrate all of these podcasts because I have to agree all of them are freaking amazing. They're all great stories. But you'll also notice that if you're in the top nine, your chances of getting there uh, grew, like increased as the show's popularity, quote unquote, popularity increased. If you look at the top nine, John Arena was recorded in February 2021. Mike Veona recorded in April and Anthony Falco recorded in May of 2021. Everyone else was after September. And so is it possible that as more and more people heard of the show, the more recent episodes were able to benefit in terms of downloads compared to the episodes prior to the summer? I also think that, you know, at the end of the day, all these people on the top nine, I want to say 90 to 95% of them, shared the marketing post on their Instagram And whether that was a story or a post or even sent an email out, 
And while I am so thankful and appreciative of that, you know, it's for those who are not in the top nine and for those who had less numbers, um, it's possible they, they didn't do that. And if they did, who knows if some of them would have been as listened to as the top performing, quote unquote, performing episodes. Anyway, I am just kind of brain dumping that these top nine episodes, they're just numbers. I wish I had a more fairer rating scale. Heck, I'd even love to see one day one of those NCAA bracket competitions for the podcast. Uh, I'm just sorry I don't really have time for all of that. But maybe next year or sometime in the future. I'd love to be able to do that and get the people's choice because that's what matter. You matter. You, the listener, you being here with me today, you matter. I thought it would be nice to share that information. I thought it'd be nice to just highlight some of the people who did share their episode and, and people listened. Who doesn't love to feel heard? And I think everyone's story should be heard. It's part of the reason why I love podcasting so much is because of the stories that I get to help, you know, be made visible. Every single one of you listening, thank you for helping me make that happen. And so now that you know why I have a bit of an issue with my top nine, I went ahead and just kind of created my own categories just for fun. And these are nothing official. There is no scientific data. I just kind of looked at every single episode and thought to myself, what did I like about this episode? And who is this episode for? And so hopefully this will be a a reminder for some of you to go listen to that episode again. Or if you're new listening and it's too daunting to listen to all of them, I've been there. Go ahead and just take these recommendations. So for the podcast with the woman pizza maker of the year that I nominate and executively select. This is so funny now. For that, I would like to recommend you listen to Natalie DeSabato from Trays NYC. Natalie is someone I just would love to continue to be friends with. She is so kind, so genuine, and she works so freaking hard. And she was able to, I mean, let me just go off and say we recorded twice, but I am so glad we did because the second time around, you know, we, we got it. We vibed, we clicked, we didn't have the audio issues, and we were able to catch up on her story and the the changes. She is now on Gold Belly. Like, how many people do you personally know are on Gold Belly? You know, Tony Gemignani's on Gold Belly. Natalie, oh my goodness, y'all are sleeping if you haven't had a grandma slice from Trey's. So, woman, pay, woman Pizza Maker of the Year, I want to give it to Natalie. If you're opening a restaurant for the first time, Dude, dudette, pizza pal, you got to read Mike Bausch's book. And if you don't believe me, listen to the podcast because, oh my goodness, this dude drops dimes, dimes and nuggets all day. And I I just think that you're going to learn a lot from this individual. If you're serious, if you're a serious pizza maker, I'm telling you, like, you're, you're, you're already maybe in the pop-up stage. You're maybe looking to the next level. You got to read this. I think Artie Stan J um, read this book 
and, and recommends it too. So check that out. Home Baker of the Year. Whoa. I'm surprised that this is one of the things, right? I, I think that Ben didn't share this podcast with his network and that's fine. But I think it's one of the most, and maybe I did a bad job of not, you know, really asking the right questions. But you tell me, Ben Berman, Good Pizza PHL, he's the inspiration for the 2021 February Home Pizza Maker charity event. Blaine got inspiration from Ben Berman, among other people, I'm sure. But Ben was like, put on to me by Blaine. He was like, yo, check out what this dude is doing. We could totally do this. And Ben actually has donated over $60,000 from pizza to charities and was able to just generally generate a lot of buzz. He was even visited by Barstool. And I don't think I highlighted that enough, but yo, that is huge. So congrats to you, Ben, for becoming Home Baker of the Year. That's that's freaking awesome. All right. Biggest paradigm shift. Biggest paradigm shift. Like, as in, the way I looked at things kind of changed. And, oh my goodness. I was talking to Peyton Smith and... Chris Decker. I feel like it was Chris Decker that started it because Chris really talked about pizza is everywhere. And then Peyton was like, pizza is everywhere. And if you be try to become everywhere pizza, you are going to get screwed. So those two biggest paradigm shift. Look, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're not Pizza Hut. You're not Papa John. It's an important lesson for us to really stick with our guns and focus on and focus on quality. Which brings me to my next episode, the most educational. <laughs> David Garcia Guide. Again, back to the paradigm shift thing, but really just the education part of it all is that we have been using commodity oil and it's gross. And I've had so many people reach out to me afterwards and say, dude, you're right. And I'm like, I'm glad you see the difference now. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, get ready to be, get ready to have your mind blown about olive oil. It's kind of nasty when you think about it, but yo, it's cool. You don't know what you don't know. All right. I'm almost done here. I have a few more to go. Most positive, most positive person that goes to Lane from Pittsburgh Pizza. I'm never going to forget the one thing that she said which was if the pizzeria is nasty or that's, that's not her words, but if I don't vibe with the pizzeria, I just don't write a review and you know, bad reviews sell. That's why Dave Portnoy is so popular part of it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like it could create publicity, but it is just so negative. I think what Lane said was if I don't, like the pizza, I just don't review it because I know my following. And one, they probably won't like it. But two, I know how negatively that can impact a business. And that to me was super positive. I'm going to take that. It's like, who am I to judge your pizza for starters? But then who am I to say that I don't like your pizza? Like, does it even matter? So that's why I chose her for the most positive. Okay. The community leader. Joey from Anna's Pizza. Now, I'll say this. The things that Joey did for his community were inspiring. 
I'm thinking to myself, yo, like you helped so many people and brought so many and brought so much joy to everyone during the pandemic. And, you know, good for you. Good for you and good for you for continuing to do that. I, I can see it brings you happiness. And you inspired me to be more giving too. So thank you. And then this is the final one. These are definitely high scoring just in my general like favorite episodes. I don't really, it's hard for me to have a favorite episode because they're also good for so many different reasons. But I have four for the most inspirational slash best storytellers because I feel like that's what encapsulates a big part of the podcast is those who can inspire and those who can tell great stories. I feel like those are my favorite episodes. And so the four that I'm going to say are in order of when they released. Jerry's Pizza PDX, Craig Gracie's a Pizza, Andrew Bellucci, and Lee Hunzinger. They're all doing super amazing things. I'm lucky to have met them and learned from them. And I hope you all got a lot of value from them too. I hope you get value from all of these that I've listed out. And I'm not over here just tripping about <laughs> who my favorites are for their specific categories. These aren't, again, these aren't my favorite episodes overall. I've, these are just amazing episodes that I thought you all would like to hear or re-listen to. And yeah, check them out. Let me know. Am I tripping? <laughs> if I am, I'm, I'm happy to hear. Anyway, the final thing I wanted to talk to you about and. Um, this is for you who listen all the time and, and really commit to the show. Um, just want to let you know, one, thank you so much for the patience with all the changes that I've been doing with the show. I don't know if you can tell they're a little, some of them are super obvious. Some of them, actually a lot of them are super obvious. I know the audio has been ish last couple of times. I'm still figuring out the mic and the roadcaster. Um, but I'm hoping it's sounding okay now, at least. I know it was sounding a little crappy earlier. I feel like there are more shows that are going to be a couple, a little crappy. Um, at least the next two uh, are. But it is what it is. I know the volume has been off. I think that's going to be addressed better. But also, I've been asking what's good dough differently. And now that I've done it like six or so episodes, seven, maybe eight. Let me know what you think. Do you miss the old way where I asked, there's no right or wrong answer, what's good though, and let the guest interpret however they want to? Or are we okay and at a point where we can just say, what's good though, like, what's good though? I have my thoughts, but my thoughts are only factored in with yours because this show is for you and me. So, please, uh, I will be surveying the Facebook Pizza Podcast group in the next couple of weeks about how to do my intros moving forward. Actually, it might be sooner than that, maybe next week. So if you haven't joined already, please sign up to the Facebook Pizza Podcast group. Link for that will be in the show notes. Well, that wraps it up. Again, I want to just remind you that I am so, so thankful for you listening, especially you who are still here. 
because I know that you ride with what's good though. And so I appreciate you for listening. Happy holidays once again. Happy freaking new year. I'm so excited for 2022. I'm so excited to be here with you as often as I can every Friday for sure. Let's keep rocking. I love you. Till next time. Peace.